Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field, going back to Sayre, and Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. McGrath for the win. He got it. If you don't like college football, and you watch this one, I'm not sure what your problem is. Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, October 29th, and the Vols do what the Vols do. They beat the University of Kentucky. It's that simple. Nothing's going to change it. They can whine, they can cry, they can beg, they can plead. Vols beat the Cats. Sorry about it. Yeah. The scratch wasn't wasn't a good enough scratch, I guess. Yeah, they're scratching. For yeah. sure. Trying to claw their way from the pits of hell. Um <laughs> that they call Well, it's basketball season for them. So and hey, that you know, couldn't come soon enough, right? Right. Yeah. Good for them. Move on. They're, they're just waiting on they knew this day was coming. Um, they knew it was going to be the Tennessee game. As soon as they lose to Tennessee, then they start going to basketball season. Yeah, I mean, they you know they they had playoff hopes for sure, and yep. those were just dashed last night. So I hate that for them. Um, to all my Kentucky friends, Are that three straight losses for them. Missouri and who else? Georgia. Oh yeah, I guess they did play Georgia. Yeah, in that stretch. Yeah, it is officially basketball season in Kentucky. Yeah, that's tough. Um, yeah, hate uh, it for him. I do to one guy in particular. To a lot of them, really. Um, happy to happy to have you lose to us again. It was an honor to do business. Yeah, yeah. That um, what was it, Nick from KSR? I mean, just going full on meltdown mode after the game. Yeah, it it. And that's the thing too. It probably would have been funnier if you know they just if we didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. I feel like they th- sound a little scripted. It sounded like yeah, like <laughs> you knew that um, this was going to happen, and you had a whole script ready. So I feel like in their minds, they think this is uh, similar to the year that they were a much better team than us, twenty nineteen, and uh, or twenty eighteen. Sorry. They're a much better team than us, and, and this kind of came as a shock. No, they played a really good football game, especially Devin Leary. I mean, he literally had his career game against mm-hmm. Tennessee. Um, they played fine, and you just lost to a better team who didn't play exceptionally well, and that's what helped keep it close. Yeah, that third quarter wasn't good to Tennessee. Um, all around, defense didn't play extremely well by any stretch of the word. Um <laughs> But Tennessee found a way. They they went into an environment on the road. <laughs> say, There's a lot of smoke. A lot of yeah. smoke. Yeah. They probably couldn't see well. Hear well, I don't know. Probably couldn't see well, though. Yeah, and, and didn't get the whistle. Um, so, I mean, they just 
I feel like this game's always weird. I that's it's, I it's always weird. Yeah. Always. Um but yeah, Tennessee found a way. They're six and two. Uh got UConn this week, have a chance to be seven and two heading into the, the back stretch of the season. Um yep. with Missouri and Georgia and Vanderbilt left. So, you know, really good chance to kind of build on what you you've done. I feel like your offense is, is humming and playing with some confidence. Kind of finish in the red zone. But other than that, Tennessee is I mean, we've seen what the defense can do. I, again, I just think last night was weird. I, I do think you missed Kamal Haddon um, in that secondary. But, yeah, it was just strange to watch the defense just kind of struggle. Yeah, and, and before we kind of get fully into it, let me let me do this ad read, and then we'll, uh, we'll of course, recap that win on the road. We've also got some college football to talk. Um, and then basketball talk. It, it's also basketball season for Tennessee, apparently, we found out. It is, yeah. If you have the Big Ten Network, it is basketball season. Um, Underdog is Knoxville's best sports collectible store. The wide selection of UT cards, autographs, and memorabilia. Whether you're looking for a Peyton Manning autographed helmet or the most recent Topps baseball card release, you'll find it at Underdog. The shop is owned by UT graduates and proudly sports UT sports by hosting NIL events throughout the year. Stop by the 640 Plaza at 4452 Western Avenue in Knoxville, Tennessee. They're open six days a week with live YouTube shows three nights per week. Remember, always bet on the underdog. Yeah, do it. Also, shout out to our guy, uh, Adam Scott, came and played golf with us today. Um, and I was thinking, Farms. the Adam Scott. Yeah, the, the Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. And uh, at, at University Traditions, go check them out. Best hats. Um, also got some golf apparel um, on their side as well. Great head cover. It oh, is the right color. Beautiful head cover. It's a beautiful uh, head cover. So go check them out. Got some hats left in stock. So uh, please do that. Um, but yeah, I appreciate him coming out and um, letting us teach him a little bit of how to play golf. Yeah, man, it was fun. It was a fun day. Good, set, good, beautiful Sunday. Um, feels better after a win. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good to good to hang out with our guy, and uh, we appreciate what what he's done. Landon's wearing a University Traditions collabed hat with more important issues, so we we appreciate him and keeping us looking good um, on the golf course, at the game, wherever we're at. Love it. Uh, make sure you check them out. Smoky hats are sweet. Can't wait to get some of those. It's going to be fun. Um, so, yeah, make sure you, you, there's a lot of Tennessee stuff. And, uh, hey, maybe some Christmas gifts on there, too, if you've got a, you know, if you've got a Obama fan in your life. I mean, I think you could you should do something else besides get them gifts, but I won't say it. Um, yeah, go knock, go knock that out yeah. um, quick and easy. Yeah. So, all right. Um Let's get into this. Let's let's talk about let's this game. It. It's a win. A win is a win is a win is a win. I thought, you know, Matt, what a hot freaking start. What a start. Oh, yeah. Also, here's another fr- – all right. I guess we're just going to get frustrated tonight, or I am. <laughs> I'm talking about things that frustrate me. Um, God, already starting. Yeah, I know. Uh, you score first touchdown. Awesome. Great play. Jalen Wright killed it. Kentucky comes out, and in the second drive of the game, they go for it on fourth down from their own 30-yard line. Mark Stoops pissed his pants in the first quarter, eight minutes in the game. Eight minutes left in the first quarter. Four minutes into the game – or seven minutes into the game, he's waving the white flag. He is scared. There's a bigger and better army in front of him. He says, if we don't do it now, we'll never do it. Pisses his pants. 
go score a touchdown. Bury them early. Our troubles in the red zone, which we only ran one play from the red zone because then we got a holding penalty to shoot ourselves in the foot. Our trouble in the red zone is so frustrating. It is. Yep. He, I mean, pissed, he pissed his pants in front of everyone on national TV, and you let him off the is. hook. You let him off the hook. He's got blonde hair. He's a grown man. It's not acceptable. <laughs> Who goes for it on fourth down with eight minutes left in the first quarter on their own 30, and you let him get away with it? It didn't look all that bad afterwards, Landon. You're like, oh, you know, that could have been worse. We only gave up three points there. We got to find a way to convert in those situations, man. Yeah, agreed. Um, and luckily, Tennessee has a really good kicker right now that's making it, you know, if, if you're missing field goals, I think it, it's a whole different discussion. But the fact that you are kind of automatically getting points down there right now is, you know, kind of makes up for it at least a little bit. Um, still want to yeah. score a touchdown, but you are coming away with points, and Charles Campbell has, has been a weapon for Tennessee, um, even with their red zone debacle. Yeah. But points are great. Don't get me wrong. Points are great. Like you said, it's great to have a guy that's it's just been money. I mean, bangs a 50-yard field goal. I didn't think it was going to go in, but he bangs it, 49, whatever they wanted to call it. Um, I'm pretty sure he was close to the 50. The... It's just – I'd go for it from my own 32 if I didn't think Tennessee could score. Your offense has got to be more of a threat. And it's just how, – well, How can it, you run – It is such a threat until we get down there. I don't understand right. what the – what's being called, what's – I need to look at like – penalties is one. Like that that's a big part of it is yeah. is penalties, um, you know, false start, it's pre-snap penalties. It's stuff like that that's you know, kicking you back and, and taking you off schedule. But Tennessee's not running the ball efficiently in the red zone. And I don't know if everything is just so condensed in there because it's such a shorter field. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 not good and it does need to be fixed if Tennessee does want a chance to beat Georgia and Missouri. Yeah, it, and and a chance to be. I mean, yes, those those teams. It's it's a requirement, but it makes it harder to beat teams like Kentucky when you don't do that well. Mm-hmm. This game ends up being really close, but if you score those first two trips to the red zone, this is a completely different game. Not only score wise, the landscape of the game changes. You're up twenty one to nothing early, and instead you have to settle for two field goals. It's thirteen to nothing. Or 13 to 3 at one point, sorry, because Kentucky went down on their second drive and, and kicked a field goal. It's 13 to 3, and the landscape of the game is they're very much in it instead of 21 to 3 and what it should have been. Yeah. And, and gotta find ways to score. It's probably a lot different if your um your passing defense could stop a nosebleed. Yeah. That's uh and listen, I'm all with dog in our secondary, but our linebackers who played really well for most of the season, they're atrocious in pass coverage. They do you no favors. It's weird. I was watching like some replays last night, and, and as I was watch, re-watching the game today, and it's like we drop back just to drop back. Like right. we don't look for anybody in our zone. And, and, and by the time and that, we look for them, they're leaving it, and you're beat. Yeah. yeah. It's like we're waiting for them to throw to find somebody to try to cover, and, and that's – get to your zone, and, and then you're 
your head's got to be on a swivel to look for a guy's coming in or leaving it. You know, you got to pass people. Find somebody to cover. If no one's in your zone, find find somebody to cover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I mean, yeah, the pass rush wasn't great. Officiating has a lot to do with that too, um, and I'm sure we'll get to that. <laughs> but you're not helping your your pass rush out if you're not covering anybody that's five five to ten yards down the field. Yeah, there were a lot of times they were able to get rid of the ball very quickly. Yeah. And I'll complain about officiating. Honestly, just to prove the point of I will complain about it even when we win. <laughs> Some people want to say it's only when you lose. No, I will gladly complain about that atrocious job that they did. And, and I'm sorry to seem mad or, or you know down about a win. I, I'm very happy that Tennessee won. Uh, I thought I thought they fought their butts off for mistakes. They you know even they didn't play mistake free football by any means and. They fought their butts off, and um, your running game was was really strong, man. Dylan Sampson, he, he is running the ball really well. I think he's your number. He should be getting the second most carries on the team each game. Jalen Wright should be getting the most touches. Um, he didn't last night. Dylan Sampson actually did, but he did have the most yards. Um, he kind of made, I guess, quick work of what he was given. And well, he, he didn't. He didn't play the second half. Uh, right for whatever some sort of injury i guess but yeah just kind of rode dylan sampson and he had the hot hand he had that one drive in the fourth quarter where he basically took it over yeah sealed it yeah and then joe milton played good i mean i know a lot of people are downing him but that was probably his best game as a Tennessee volunteer last night super efficient didn't put the ball in harm's way yeah, maybe there was uh, – I keep – you know, some people keep pointing out this one frame where he misses somebody across the middle. and It's it's that one to Ramel, and it's a frustrating play, but that's a pre-snap read. Yeah. He didn't mess it up in the run of play. It was a bad pre-snap read on his part. He's got to go away from the deep ball when he – he didn't read blitz. Like, he, he didn't – if he read blitz, he didn't know they were sending seven. Yeah, and that might be part of it. Also, like his progression, I don't, I don't know where his progression starts and where it's supposed to end. That's what I'm like, saying. He didn't have enough time. If if that was his third look, he didn't have enough time to get it there. That's why I'm saying that's a pre-snap read yeah. problem. He didn't correctly read it because the two routes on the left were deep ball routes. They weren't going to open up quickly. They were going to take time. So his progressions can't start there. You've got to see that they're sending seven, which they did. And you've got to either check to a play that is going to allow you to get the ball out of your hands quickly. Numbers game wise, doesn't matter how good your offensive line blocks, they're not blocking seven. Yeah. Only you're getting pressure. It, it really didn't matter how much they brought because your Correct. left tackle got whooped. And that, <laughs> that was the guy who got home. So yeah, they could have brought no, brought one person. And he I still, think it was, I think I thought it was a guy up the middle on that play to Ramel that ran that little short dig. Okay, maybe it, I think maybe it was it a guy was. up the middle. Um, but I don't know if he I stunted or what. Whoop too. He may have, but they sent seven, and you're never going to block that. Doesn't matter how good you're playing. Um, so yeah, it, it it is Joe Milton's quote unquote fault. But, but he a, didn't it, he didn't throw it up like he did against Florida right. when that happened. But it, um, it's a prior issue. It's not. He's got to be quicker. He's got to be. He's got to know that blitz is coming, and he's got to throw something sh- quick and short. It's that simple. Um, but he. That, he he ran the ball efficiently. He threw it efficiently. I mean, the guy had three incompletions. And one was – should have been a P.I. on score wide in the end zone. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I thought he was efficient. He had open receivers. He was flush out of the pocket a couple of times, made some throws on the run, especially that one to Dante Thornton. Um, when, when they called his number to run the football, he ran it well. I think there is some times where he goes down too easily, but also like your quarterback don't take unnecessary hits. You got to find and, that fine line. But and and he's on the plays that he's got to get the first down. He's getting them before he goes down easily. Exactly. He's not going down easily just to go down easily. Now yeah. he's yeah. playing smarter football now. While yes, I agree. If he can, if it can be second and three, second and two, and him go down without getting touched. I would almost rather say do that. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if if it's you know if it's going to be third and five going down easily, yeah, fight it. Try to get a first down, or get to close to the sticks. It's being smart and situationally aware. And again, while I think there's times he doesn't have to go down easily, I think he is at least playing smart football now. Yeah. And, and we can't sit here and praise Devin Leary for how good he plays and, and not you know, say the same about Joe Milton. Joe Milton had a better QBR than Devin Leary did. And Devin Leary threw for 372 yards. Yeah, I think that's something to note when we talk about the officiating on a single hole being called again. Devin Leary had a career game. Meanwhile, Ray Davis was held to the lowest amount rushing he has had this year, while Devin Leary also conveniently rushed for his season high last night. I tell you all those stats, Landon, and you're going to guess that Kentucky didn't get called for a hold a single time. They didn't hold at all during that game. Their quarterback just happened to play his best game, both rushing and passing, and there wasn't a single hold on offense. If you're stupid enough to believe that, you don't watch football. Yeah. Period. And I know there's a lot of Kentucky fans that they just started a few years ago, so that fine. That's fair. You still watch us lose. You still watch you lose to Tennessee, even though you just started a few years ago. Some things never change. Hope you have fun in, in, in Kroger. The Krogue is that one guy said. Devin Leary. You got something right. Devin Leary did throw the ball over the yard. You still lost. He didn't score 40. Yeah. Uh, and, and it wasn't a good performance by Tennessee's defense. And um, some things never change. I mean, you look back at those fourth and shorts that Kentucky couldn't get. Um, that that came up huge in that game. And yeah. if you're looking at the box score, you're looking at what Ray Davis did, you're looking at what Tennessee's – what Joe Milton did, you're thinking Tennessee beats them by three touchdowns. Yeah, honestly. It's – it's uh, again, I, that, that boils down to red zone. That's red zone. That's a great point, Landon. If you look at the box score, this game should have been a lot worse. But Tennessee right. failed in the red zone. They failed to score touchdowns in the red zone. And it's hard to win football games when you're not efficient down there. Is it Pete Carroll that calls it the green zone? It's the money zone? We need yeah. to start calling it that. We need to get that money. We need to start giving NIL money out to people who score red zone touchdowns. <laughs> I like that, yeah. No one gets an NIL. You can also get them score. taken away, yeah. Yeah. You, you do not get NIL money into, unless you score red zone touchdowns. Yeah. Don't care about other touchdowns. Red zone touchdowns. Agreed. Yeah. What business is in on it? I'm full of ideas. Let's do this. Um, hello, Dante Thornton. Welcome. Welcome. Um, I heard you were fast and you got an arm fight with a DB when you could have just ran past him, though. You could have had a touchdown. God. 
you're the fat you're supposed to be the fastest person on the field and instead of just trying to run past the guy you watch him and stick your arm out run do your job you're on the field to run run hey yak baby he got yards after catch i don't care how tired you are run god he played great i'm just so frustrated by that one play because he made a great play too him and joe milton both just run you score touchdown yeah i think he's definitely better as an outside receiver um i don't know why that's the case it just seems like he was more comfortable last night i mean he was tennessee's leading um receiver last night and i thought he looked good found some space um he also had another first down i think on a is it a hitch or like a curl? Um, yeah, he, he he looked pretty good, looked more comfortable, caught the football, number one, most important. And then, uh, yeah, got some yards after catch after that. So, uh, hopefully he can kind of build on that. Tennessee needs that. Tennessee needs some depth at receiver. Um, they've struggled yeah. at that position this year, especially when Brew McCoy went down. So, uh, having a guy like Dante Thornton get some confidence – I think because your running backs have all the confidence in the world right now. Joe Milton seems like he's had some confidence right now. You get those receivers some confidence. I mean, this this offense can hum. It's going to be different from last year. And, you know, Kentucky kind of made Joe Milton just kind of dink it down the field. It wasn't a whole lot of huge plays, um, except for the one where they just – DB just gets – Ramba trips. Weak in the knees from Chaz Nimrod. Yeah. Well, and Jalen Wright's opening touchdown was a, a 40 yard run or whatever it was, whatever it ended up being. I don't know. Yeah. 40 yard scamper, mm-hmm. as the old timers might call it. What yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy. Our run plays are 52 yards. Wow. Yeah. Are, wow. are bigger than any of our pass plays. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think yep. DBs are just like, on the snap, they're so far back because they're like, oh, Joe Milton can throw it like 80 yards. I, I, I mean, that safety in the Alabama game still got beat, and he was playing 18 yards off the ball. Yeah, prevent defense. Which is, I, I think – I mean, I said it. I was like, it's so weird. I mean, you saw it in the A&M game and the Alabama game. Like, good defenses have to respect the deep ball because they know he can throw it. Yeah. So – I don't know what it is, but uh, it's nice, I guess, to have someone feel threatened by Joe Milton. Because some of our fans, specifically the one that called him a bitch on Twitter, apparently don't feel threatened by him. Yeah, I, d- I don't. Under- I don't understand. I mean, and people you- comparing him to Jarrett Garantano. Shut the hell up! You're not a fan. You didn't watch those games. If you're comparing his performances to Jarrett Garantano's, shut shut up. <laughs> don't know baller. If you say that, you don't know ball. And I'm not sitting here trying to praise him and put him on a pedestal because he's not Hendon Hooker either. He's not Josh Dawes, but he's not Jared Garantano. Yeah. Jared Garantano lost to Kentucky at home. Some people, man. Joe Milton just beat him on the road. So, yeah. Some I mean, that's that argument should have went out the window. He also lost him on the road as well. He lost to him yeah, everywhere. He did do that, yeah. Everywhere. So, Oh, yeah. Um, overall, again, like, I think a lot of I think a lot of people, myself included, were a little worried about the game last week and how you lost, how that might impact this week. Because it's emotional, it's tough. Um, but the dude, the dudes didn't fold. 
this week. It was a fight. They, again, did not play mistake-free football, but they fought. And uh, that game, that game-winning drive, game-sealing drive, with that, that's capped off by um, Dylan Sampson's touchdown was was a very uh, impressive drive. And then you mm-hmm. also have the the drive at the end of the game that you just got to get first downs, and, and they did that too. Yeah, I mean, look looking back at that, um, the first down. I mean, we we've talked about Joe's like football IQ at times just not being high. Mm. Last night he he hikes the football. Third and seven. It's a design quarterback run to the the left end over there. Get past it. He gets the first down. The guy slides before he runs out of bounds. I mean, thank you. Thank you. I mean, just just heads up. And, and I think a lot of that is just confidence. It, it's got to yeah. be confidence. Know what you're doing. Know your job. Do your job. And let's win football games. Yeah, and that, you there's... have you have a best friend in in those running backs to lean on, and it's okay if you're not the hero. Yeah, you don't have to. We don't need you to be. We need you to be efficient and play exactly <laughs> how you did last night, and all is well. Like if Tennessee plays like that, that offense has a chance to be in any game. No yeah, they, they're playing now. Defense has to... to step up, but offense played well enough to be in any football game. Right, and they, but they just need to be more efficient too. When your defense gives you chances. So they put you in good field position. You need to take advantage of that. Yeah, they 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 played good. They played good enough to win. Thirty three points is going to win you a lot of football games. Don't get me wrong, but they need to take advantage when the defense does play well. Yeah, you got you got plenty of wins left on the schedule. Um, you you still gotta you gotta earn them. A few a few of them you gotta earn. One one you gotta really earn if you if you want a chance in that one. And after yesterday, man. I was hoping that offense would slow down with Brock Bowers out. Uh, I think it somehow got better. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? I don't know. How we lost to Florida will haunt me forever. But it doesn't matter. We're past it. I don't even care anymore. I don't. Um, let's talk about defensive side of the ball a little bit. Um, I, I thought the defensive line – I mean, they stopped Ray Davis, which is their leading rusher in the SEC. Um I think touchdown-wise, maybe not yardage-wise, maybe not yardage-wise anymore because of what Tennessee was able to do to him <laughs> yesterday. Um, but, yeah, they, they took that away. That's what Kentucky wanted to do. They put it on – I mean, we talked about this on – was it Thursday? That Tennessee just – like, make Devin Leary beat you. And yeah. to, I guess, that he, he almost did. But <laughs> he, he gave a good run. But I mean that he's been pretty much horrible. Yeah, he's one of the worst, statistically one of the worst quarterbacks in the SEC, and he did have a career game. Um, Tennessee didn't play extremely extremely well, especially in the back end. But I, I thought the defensive line played well. They took away what Kentucky wanted to do. Um, couldn't get home a whole lot, and part of that was there's a lot of factors to that. Tennessee's just got to figure out how to get home. Yeah. Uh, they do. I mean, I told you, James Pierce is obviously getting held a lot, but there's plays that he's not getting held and he's getting frustrated. Um, he's he's got to find more creative ways to to get around guys now. Um, not, I mean, he's got several creative ways, but not they're not all going to work. And um, you just got to fight through it because it's obvious you're not going to get the calls. They're not going to favor you for whatever reason. Uh, I did check 
I believe Georgia didn't get called for a live penalty yesterday against Florida. Um, so yeah. I know we're in, I know we're in Neyland, but don't expect uh, don't expect friendly calls against that team, um, no matter where you're at. So another tough one. Um, Tyler Barron, man, dude's fighting and scrapping, and he's just he can't buy a whistle. Um, I think we've yeah, seen him in chokeholds back to back weeks. Yeah, he must have like assaulted Greg Greg Sankey or something. I don't know. Um, did, he pee at, did he pee on somebody's car or in somebody's gas tank or just pee on the front steps of the SEC office in Birmingham? Like, what is going on? Yeah, I, no clue what's going on. It's it's very frustrating. It makes it harder to to get home. It makes it harder to have an efficient pass rush. But I will say this: um, if you're listening, go ahead and get out a notepad for me. 205-458-3000. That is the SEC offices in Birmingham. I would like to apologize uh, to a lady named, hold on, Grace Sanders. Um, Grace Sanders, that is who you want to talk to. She has nothing to do with officiating. She is the director of officiating administration, but Greg Sankey made sure that she was one of the few people with officiating in her title. And since she has officiating in her title, call her and talk to her until Greg Sankey wants to quit being a coward and put someone that, it, you know, should be doing their job with the officials, put it in their name title. He won't do it. So call Grace Sanders. She's happy to speak with you. I heard uh, just ask for her and, and, and tell her what your thoughts are. <laughs> so sorry, Grace, it's your boss's fault. If you get yeah. calls tomorrow or this week, um, Tell Greg Sankey to do his damn job. Yeah, I, I don't know how it continues to be this bad. I need, I need, I need, I'm calling on Tennessee fans to call that number until they disconnect it tomorrow, until we get public comment from Greg Sankey on two things the no holds, both of these games. We've seen them, you've seen the screenshots, they're unexplainable, unless he just straight up says, We've done a poor job. Our officials are going to fix it. Because you could point of emphasis of illegal fair catch and see three of them called in one week. We can't point of emphasis holding calls. You can't call the officials and go, hey, guys, we've got a lot of screenshots where we're missing some really bad holds. Let's maybe look out for them. Yeah. Go, by God, we're going to get those illegal fair catches right. Another comment there for Greg Sankey. I would like to explain, I don't care. Illegal fair catch, whatever. Call it. Doesn't bother me. It's not, but call it. Not going to argue with you. Josh Heupel thinks it was D. Williams, or CBS thinks it was D. D. Williams. Josh Heupel thought it was on Jeremiah T. Lander. Don't care. Whatever. It's an atrocious call. Don't care. The spot. The spot. It's not in the rule book anywhere, Landon. It's not in the rule book anywhere. I've read it. And I, I just have to ask the question that if we caught that in the end zone, is that a safety? Because if it isn't, then the ball should have came out to the 25 just, just the same. And then the five-yard penalty for an illegal fair catch, that's 20, the ball at the 20, and we're playing. It's stupid. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's getting very frustrating that they can do whatever they want with impunity. Officials have – they're not held to standards at all. They say they suspend crews. Bullshit. You don't. And if you do, it's ineffective. They're held to zero standards, and Birmingham – gets to decide what plays they want to review. Sorry, not even Birmingham. The whole sport gets to decide what they want to do and when they want to do it with no one to answer to. Not just in the Tennessee game, the Cal Stamp the, the Cal USC game, they come out in the third quarter and go, "Oh, there should have been one second on the clock." USC gets to kick a field goal with one second remaining in the second quarter. They kick it and then move on to the third quarter. 
you called the half, which that one, okay. At least the game's still going on. They didn't bring the teams back out on the field for it. But what? Yeah. Uh, what What about when uh, the Ramel Keaton review, we, we had a five-yard gain. We, I, see, I see this all the time. And, and then you have touchdown reviews where subs have gone in and out. And you've got a you've got an umpire standing over the ball, waiting for the ball to get snapped to see if you can review the play. If we're gonna do that, just halt play and review them all. If they don't have, if they get to decide with it what they want to review and when they want to review it, regardless of if a play happened or not, then just review them all and stop play. We get a two minute water break between each play, so the SEC refs in Birmingham can get every angle of every play they want because they're gonna stop the next play regardless. Yeah, I've seen it too many times. It's happened in Tennessee too many times. It doesn't matter when when they get the whistle in, when they call the review, then why are we even doing it? Well, I just don't understand. There's a lot of things hurting college football right now. The officiating and the rules and and these, not just the officials, but the conferences getting to operate however they want to operate outside of the rule book. It's like it's making the game worse. Yeah. A lot worse. Well said. It just... I don't know. <laughs> I mean that that one on Warren Burrell was horrible. The fact that we get up and snap it on the Ramel Keaton, and no whistle has been blown. Nothing. I mean, Mark Stoops is they, they blew it. They tried to blow the play dead before we got tackled to go back to review it. Yeah, and if Mark Stoops wants it reviewed. Call your timeout then. You can have it reviewed. You don't get to wait on the booth if you want to see it reviewed. Exactly. The point of review is your advantage is if you can get to the ball quickly and snap it before it's reviewed, then you get your play. Like that's the, again, they're operating outside of the rules. They're operating outside the rules. It's that simple. They're getting to do whatever they want. They get to control, they get to control the games at a level that it should not be allowed. Yeah. If Mark Stoops wanted that reviewed, he should have had to call a timeout. Well, like we get, I mean, we can see holds on the TV. You can see when a hold occurs on that John Campbell one. Everybody's like, Oh, that's a hold flag comes out immediately. I immediately said it. Like that's my <laughs> thing. people want to be like, you just complained about you. I immediately said, I said, I really hope he didn't hold on to him for too long. Flag comes out. I'm like, crap. We watched the review or the replay. Yep. That's a hold. But then like you watch a touchdown happen right in front of you and see a corner getting his shoulder, his jersey ripped off his shoulder pads, that's a hold. That's a definition of a hold. Call it. Insane. It is insane. And and, and the Ramel Keaton one, kind of go back to that, I agree with a lot of Kentucky fans, a lot of people who want to be right about Tennessee fans, I guess. it. I can pretty commonly say it wasn't a catch. Like, didn't look to be a catch. Here's the thing. Whatever SEC network cameras, ESPN network cameras they sent to that game – my God, is it blurry? Yeah, can we? Um, I don't know. We have people on Twitter that can like literally take an image and make it clear on somebody's wristband on what it says. <laughs> we can't clear up this image of a video yeah. that we have all this technology for. It, it, it's it's pretty weird that I got the it, Kentucky fans are weren't willing to say it because they're cowards, but it, it, you wouldn't have wanted that overturned for your team either. You would have said the call. I said the call on the field probably is going to stand. They said stand. I There's no way they were going to confirm that. 
And I'm I'm okay with that. I don't think you could have confirmed that, but I don't think you could have overturned it either. Yeah, score white. I mean, that one he gets freaking shoved out of bounds before the ball gets there. It's how is that not a flag? That that's that's the that's PI every time. Yeah. You can't get there, you can't defend a receiver before the ball gets there. You can't touch him. You can't have your hands all over him. He had he had him wrapped up. And, and, and they when shoved our, him out of bounds. Last year when our secondary was giving up PIs at will. I mean, we're like freaking Oprah. You take a PI. Like we will give yeah. anyone in the country PIs. They're yours. We were told by rules official Matt Austin or depending on whatever channel we were on, we were told by the rules official it's because they're not turning their head. Well, now when we watch people not turn their head, nothing. And I get it. Kool-Aid McKinstry has yet to turn his head on any single play. Yeah, and I get it. P.I.s are tough to call because oftentimes both teams are handsy. But there's so many that are just blatant. The grabs on Ramel last week and I think Nimrod last week, so frustrating. Yeah. So where they're not fighting with their hands. They're just getting grabbed. They're playing. They're trying to go after the ball, and they can't get there because they're getting held. It's insane. I've said it. I'll say it again. Gabe Judy Lally held um, – was that Burton? But yeah. we don't get the same benefit with with school. That, that was kind of ticky-tack, too. I mean, it was a hold. It, but it was. It was It was also dumb of him to – if you're going to hold him, you can't grab his jersey as he's getting away from you. Yeah. Like, it was it, a dumb hold. It wasn't as egregious as Brandon no. Turnage's last night. Golly, dude. What do I think of our secondary, Ronnie? I don't know what's worse, our secondary or the officiating. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good toss-up competition. I think they've played pretty well up until you know the last two weeks, but it's 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 been a rough go for them. And I think there is a lack of depth issue at that position. Um, Losing Kamal Haddon was huge. I just don't think you have a lockdown corner right now. And um, I mean, Kentucky's. Passing offense is not good statistically up to this point, but they had a day last night. They had a day. Um, and everybody was getting mossed. It was McDonald. It was <laughs> yeah, McCullough. I mean, Brandon Turnage didn't look great. Gabe Judy Lally's given up first down catches on, on curl routes. Okay, um, kind of also related to the passing game too. No matter where Ray Davis is at, backfield, out wide, Guys, can we identify them? Because they're going to try to get him the ball. That uh, it wasn't really a jet sweep. Just we'll call it to him that scored a touchdown. We all knew where that ball was going. Yeah. Except the guys on the field. Well, it should have been 10 yards back, but. <laughs> so frustrating, man. But win is a win. Win is a win. Win is a win. Also, yeah. you're allowed to be frustrated during a win for some fans and parents. You're you know allowed to be frustrating I win. That I'm just now realizing all three of our running backs had a catch last night. I don't remember the, when the last time that happened. It might have been last week. I don't know. But it just seems like a <laughs> it just seems like a stat that doesn't happen very often. Dylan Sampson um, had a nice little route too to get. Yeah, on third down. That was yeah. a huge that was a huge gain. Yeah. Let's say he had four. Wow. I thought he had two. So wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the secondary's got to be better. The linebackers got to be better in coverage. Defensive line has to get home. Um, just not a great night. Yeah. 
defending the past. I do think this helped prove my point. Um, I'm, I'm all in conspiracy theories. I, I'm still building towards my South Carolina did. In fact, still Tennessee signals. Um, I'm still building on that. But this does prove my point of people are like, how do you explain Spencer Rattler going off in the Tennessee game? And it's it, like, or do we forget that quarterbacks are notorious for having their Heisman game against Tennessee? And that this one just kind of helped prove that point and verify it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we can say Mark Stoops sold signals too. If we want, I'm down for that. Yeah. But Devin Leary put some passes on the money last night. Yeah, I mean, no, he threw some good balls. The one on the – it was when they kicked the field goal to make it a one-score game. Um, on that third down, it was like third and nine maybe, and they picked up like seven yards. I don't know how Warren Burrell doesn't – I think he actually touched the football and it landed yeah. right in Barry and Brown's chest. Right. And if they hadn't stolen Tennessee signals, he probably would have never been able to make that call. So. Yeah. I think we just start just saying everyone stole our signals, win or lose. They had our signals. It's all laminated piece of paper. At what point is it slander? We need a lawyer. <clears throat> Guys who are impressed? I know we talked about some, but we can. Yeah. Uh, running backs, I mean. Take your pick. Even, you know, Jabari Small, obviously, you know, not a career game for him or anything, but I thought he ran the ball well when he was called upon. So that mm-hmm. entire running back room was impressive. Obviously, your, your standouts are Jalen Wright and Dylan Sampson, who, who helped secure the game, but the running backs continue to play really well. Um, I'm, I'm throwing that. I mean, there's a lot of guys I think you can pick, especially on offense, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the running back room in my guys who impressed category. Okay. Yeah, I, I got to go with Joe. Um, again, just – Efficient, did everything he was supposed to do. Didn't have any just crucial mistakes. Um, you know, scored a touch, got got scored a touchdown. Um, that one that Chaz Nimrod, but also just you know made plays with its legs, got out of the pocket, made plays from outside the pocket, and uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's hitting Hooker, but I don't think any of us. If you really watched last season, thought Hen and Hooker played every game perfect. Right. Right. So I don't know why we keep harping on perfection with Joe Milton. I mean, he threw he in the past two games, he's thrown seventy four he's completed seventy four percent of his passes. Yeah. He's he's played good. Yeah. He's played well. Um the defense side of the ball, and, and I know the stats aren't gonna show it necessarily. Um I do Tyler Barron just continues to, in my opinion, just get better and better each game. Yeah. Um, his his ability to be, you know, to create pressure and, and penetrate from different positions on that defensive line, I think he's just a huge asset to this defense. And I know he's not getting home a lot, but he's also, I mean, he's getting physically assaulted every time. Yeah. He um, should probably be the most penalized, like put most – the people he's going against should probably be the most penalized people in the country right now. And just because for whatever reason, they're not getting any penalties thrown these last two games, which is interesting, but – I don't know. Whoever you pissed off, Tyler Barron, it was a powerful, powerful person, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna go with that kind of defensive tackle group. Um, this might be a copped out answer, but they, they <laughs> all kind of look the same in there. It's it's Bryson Easton, Amari Thomas, and Omar Norman Lott. Um, I mean. It, it was the entire defense, but those those three right there bottled up Ray Davis last night. Yeah, they did. It made Kentucky have to have to do something they haven't done hardly all season, and that's um, 
you know, have Devin Leary throw it all over the yard. Right. And unfortunately he was able to, but yeah. 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 <sighs> um, also Elijah Herring, you, you mentioned that, you know, Tyler Barron keeps getting better and better. I know he didn't look great in some pass coverage sets, but the guy is a tackling machine. Yeah. He's, he's... And, and it's always around the football. I'm hoping the I'm hoping those young guys can get better in pass coverage because overall they they play really well. But, mm. but I do think at that position we do like sub an awful lot. Like I feel like Amari Thomas and those guys play more snaps than some of our linebackers do, which is insane to me. Yeah, honestly. Uh, then Dante Thornton. Uh, I mean, yeah, credit to him. Night, 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 nice seeing him for sure. Yeah, I, I think that's big for the offense to find, have him carve out a role of some sort. Right. And then specialist baby. Hey, those kids can kick. It is insane after the Virginia game where, I mean, not nothing. Uh. <clears throat> I, there were no nothing alarming about Charles Campbell in that game, but um, Josh Turbyville and Jackson Ross, like not their best performance by any means. My God, are they weapons now, though? Oh, yeah. Also, hey, um, Barry Brown only had one opportunity to bring it out. He really shouldn't have brought it out. You know, he got hurt on that play. <laughs> yeah, did our job. Did our job. Um, I was looking – Charles Campbell did have a 50-yarder. Last night. Oh, okay. I thought I think I thought Tennessee said no, they said forty nine. Oh they called 49. it a forty nine. Okay. It was I think it, I think they should have given the benefit of the doubt. If you're not writing forty nine and two yards or forty nine and two feet on there, then he should get credit for fifty. In my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he had a forty four, a forty nine, a thirty four, and a thirty five yarder. Career high. Field goals in a game. I love it. Four for four. Kid was um, I shouldn't say I love it. I don't love it, but you love that Charles Campbell's doing his job. Exactly. Yes. Same. Ditto. Field goal unit on point. Yep. Was there any in- injuries? I, I don't know. <laughs> Usually, like it goes to break before anybody really. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if Jackson Lampley went down any this week. <laughs> <laughs> is it Lampley or this year? Is it uh, that was last year, right? Who is it this year? Is it Dane Davis? Is it Dane Davis? I think Jackson it is Dane. Lampley I think, was. But Dane Davis is playing a lot this year, so maybe yeah. not. Maybe it's back to Jackson Lampley. I don't know. Hmm. I wonder how you get picked. I'll go down for – if you need me, I'll go down. <laughs> yeah. I, might actually, I might actually get hurt, but yeah. <laughs> if not, I'll go down. Oh. Uh, all right, Anything else for this game before we, we move on, rinse, repeat, and then uh, UConn? No. We need to wear you. We need to wear. We need to do the Pat Summit Lady Vols accent colors for this homecoming game. Okay, playing yeah, UConn. Okay. You think we get orange helmets? No, maybe we do, but no, kind of don't want us to. Just I think they look really weird with all orange jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, all orange would be fun though. Yeah. Oh yeah, just full on cream sickle. Yeah. Um, we want to go college football. Or we want to go basketball. 
let's talk college football. And guys, before we get into it, we're really, really excited to tell you guys about some of our, some of our newest partners. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about this app. I think it's really, really cool. You, If you're a college football fan, if you're someone, me and Landon right now are trying to hit all the SEC stadiums. Um, I love going to, to random football games. Uh, you know me. I'm wanting to do FCS trips. Um, you love going to the – the international, or I guess not called the international friendlies, but the friendlies for the club soccer when they're over here in, in cool stadiums. I love going to sporting events. And if you love going to sporting events and, and you keep in your tickets, which you can no longer do, Landon, and that's incredibly frustrating. Box, you know, I've got a box of tickets right down here that I, that I keep. And, and you can no longer do that because everyone's gone to digital. Well, I've got an app where you can track it and you can quote unquote keep your tickets. It's Memento. Memento is an app for sports fans who love going to games. It allows college football fans to track the games they've been to, see their stats, upload photos from the games, ratings, and tag friends they went with. On top of college football, Memento also supports college basketball, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and global soccer. You have the chance to, to customize your experience, tell either you know your closest friends or maybe friends you don't talk to often who are also sports fans, uh, what games, what stadiums, what teams you've been to. Another cool thing that I love is you can see your stats for, again, how many games you've been to, how many venues you've been to, how many teams you've seen play. And Landon, this is my favorite one to kind of figure out how much time we've quote-unquote wasted on sports. I've seen 76 hours of football or 76 hours of sports live in my lifetime. What about you? That's just gameplay. That's just gameplay too. Uh, 64 hours. See, okay. And that's just gameplay. It's not counting the commercial breaks, the injury timeouts we were just talking about. Um, that doesn't count all that. That's just, oh, just yeah. watching probably the double game. it. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Maybe, maybe more than that in some yeah, of these games. More. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you can see how, how many times you've seen each team play. So for example, I've seen Tennessee play 71 times live. That's not accurate. I've only got it updated to 2013 so far. Um, South Carolina six times, Vandy six times, Florida five times. I can go on. Um, but it's cool that I get to track all these games that I've been to, including USA men's national teams matches, Nashville SC games. Um, I can see, you know, that I've I've seen uh, Kennesaw State one time. How many, of you, how, how many of us here have been to a Kennesaw State game? I think we need to do a little bit better on that. Uh, App State only one time. I need to, I need to do better there. But yeah, this is a, it's a really cool app. I'm excited to partner with these people. You can download this app right now. We're going to post a link. Make sure you click on that link. Create your profile. You can add me so I can we can see each other's adventures. Um, it's at Caleb Mitch, C-A-L-E-B-M-I-T-C-H. Landon, what's your, what's your at? Mine is uh, Lambo underscore Raby 10. Okay. I'm going to, I don't think anybody's able to tweet the link right now. So I'm going to do that. I, tw- I tweeted the link. You tweeted the link, uh, put on Facebook, and then we'll, we'll put it on the YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, this is a really cool app. I'm excited to partner with Memento. Um, I'm excited to, to see where, where people have been, track their progress. I know a lot of people have similar goals to me and Landon that we talk about or talk, you know, we, we talk to people about that going to all these SEC stadiums. Um, and then, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll make some people jealous. Yeah. Yeah. So. See, how, see how much you can get. I think it's it's especially um, really cool right now because the, the paper ticket just isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so with, with everybody going digital, it kind of help you keep track a little bit. You can actually print this stuff off um, and ha- you kind of customize it a little bit. tells you the score um, and different stuff like that. So I, I think it, it can be cool in this day and age where, where paper tickets just aren't a thing to, to help you remember the game. Um, this is kind of help in that regard. So, yeah, download that app. Memento. Do it now and add me. Yeah. Um, college football. College football. Tough week betting. Well, not really tough week for our locks. I actually I'm I'm up I'm up pretty good. I had some good bets put in this week, thankfully. So uh not a tough week for betting. Kind of a boring overall week, but we did get some upsets in there. So that's that's exciting. Yeah. Um, um Georgia, Florida was not one of them, but we did get some. No. It's not good. Um and it's it's kind of I mean, Georgia can just turn it on whenever they, whenever they're like doubted, they yeah. just turn it on and just blow somebody well, out. That's what Kirby Smart wants. He wants them to be doubted. Yeah. So. Um, Ohio State twenty four to ten over Wisconsin. Florida State takes care of business. Um, Washington has a struggle fest with Stanford. Um, don't know really what that's about. Oklahoma choke job down fourteen nothing. Um, Kansas comes all, all the way back, or Oklahoma comes back. Starts putting it on Kansas and then just craps the bed. And um, don't really know why. I mean, their quarterback couldn't really throw. Kansas couldn't. And then the, every time, like, Oklahoma threw – I watched this game, so this is why I know so much. Um, and I, I just know ball. But Dylan Gabriel, every time, like, they made him throw a pass, he would complete it. And then they just just never go back to it. They would just continue. I know the weather was difficult there, but still, just not a good look for Jeff Lebby and, and the Oklahoma offense. Just trying to right. run the ball down their throat when they have they had their safeties like eight yards off the ball. Like that's how like yeah. non threatening their offense was throwing the football. I love it, Jayhawks baby. Yep. And they threw their field goal in a swamp pond. I don't know what that was. They called it a they called it a lake, but uh yeah, lake I was. I think that might be a you know loose use of the word lake. Yeah, if uh, if that's the case, I put a lot of balls in um, a lake today at a going farms. <laughs> hey, but we found a lot. We did find a lot. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Oregon took it to Utah. I mean, not even close. Right. We we were given, you know, some of us had the over in that game, and I think it was looking good, but Utah just crapped the bet. So that's on them. They should uh, reimburse us for that bet. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I did say I wasn't going to take unders anymore, but uh, I did take the under in the Carolina A&M game, and that actually ended up being a close call. I think they ended up scoring 50, and uh, it was at 52. So. Oh, nice. Um, Oregon State loses to Arizona. I think Arizona plays a different quarterback every time I see them play. Well, worked out for them this week. Yeah. Keep doing you. Um, Vanderbilt scored seven points against Ole Miss. We all know Ole Miss doesn't really like defense, so I think that tells you a lot about Vanderbilt. <laughs> um, Notre Dame just takes their frustrations out on Pittsburgh 58-7. to <laughs> North Carolina – what are you ooh, doing? Ooh. 
You know what's crazy about the Georgia Tech game? Look at this box score. Georgia Tech scores zero. They score 24 in the second. They score zero in the third and 22 in the fourth. What the even even quarters just destroyed North Carolina. Yeah. Um they should probably try like in the fourth quarter like Shane Beamer. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, did you hit hear his latest press conference? No, but I called him Schemer, and I think that's a great name for him. Schemer, okay. Yeah. Accidentally, yeah, Schemer. Um, he said, My guys, they're fine like crazy, man, and we're shorthanded with all the injuries. And but man, I, I wouldn't want to be a coach anywhere else. I'm like, dude. Shut. He's like they compete their tails off. It's like, dude, you got whooped, <laughs> and you scored first. You jumped on a And M, and you suck. Yeah, a And M sucks too. We need to note that. I don't know if sucks not the sucks not the right word. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a good win for us. Okay, but but a And M, it what's it's it's funny to me because a lot of national media writers who claim to know ball thought that Jimbo Fisher would drop the ego just because Bobby Petrino's coming to town. And for some reason, they couldn't foresee the absolute just shitstorm that would follow with those two egotistical maniacs in the same room. And uh, it's been fun to watch. Yeah. Which, to be fair, they probably wouldn't be all that bad if um, uh, Connor Wegman hadn't gotten hurt, but he did. Um, but, yeah, it's just I, they're not a championship-caliber team, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Can we get USC out of the top 25? I mean, they are horrible. <laughs> they won 50 to 49 because Cal missed on the two point conversion. Cal yep. was three and five. They are not a good football team at all. They had someone protesting before their game, too. And I stand by if you protest, if you delay a college football game for protesting, if you delay a college football game for any reason, you should be sentenced to death. Immediately, we should get to watch your hanging before the. Since the game's delayed, it should be delayed for your hanging, and that's it. Okay. What was the protest for? Do you know? I'm sure it was something that's you know going. One of the issues. I don't mean to diminish any issues going on right now, but I'm sure it's one of the issues that the media is going crazy over. Pick one. Yeah, pick pick one. Um, and I know this shows more important issues, and you're confused why we don't talk about those issues, because the most important thing in life is college football. Um, and when it's not, it should be. And I'm sick of these people gluing themselves to the floor, whatever they're doing, and ruining God's gift to this earth. We only get so many a year. Let us. Uh, this is a peaceful protest. This is a peaceful... Let us watch football in peace. Yeah, that's all I want. In fact, if you want me to side with you on any issue, you keep people from delaying the game, and I'm on your side. I don't care what it is. You can be pro-anything or anti-anything. I'm in if you keep people from delaying the game. People want to hate security guards, Landon. You know what security guards do? They keep people from delaying the game. I'm pro-security guard. (laughs) I'm especially pro-security guards that don't do their job but i'm also pro security guards that do their job <laughs> and knock somebody's head off yeah i've got I definitely put, i definitely put myself in a pickle because a lot oftentimes they don't do their job um but yeah don't delay college football games and i don't care what college football game it is it could be the worst one of the weekend 
it's still college football and we only get so many of them. Don't delay the game. I would like them to um, protest an Alabama game just to see how mad Nick Saban gets on the sidelines. Like, he mm-hmm. might fight them. While I do think that would be funny, um, I would actually fear for their lives. Yeah, they, They're not making it to that jail. No. There will be a convoy of Alabama fans that load up the shotguns from their trailers because their TVs aren't working properly because of these people, and they will meet that paddy wagon well before they get to the county jail. <laughs> I mean, Harvey Updike, he poisoned a tree landing for, for shigs. You don't think he'd kill someone over delaying an Alabama game? That's true. He would. Didn't he die? Did he? I feel like he died. Yeah, he was probably poisoned. <laughs> Karma, the trees, the trees finally got him. Yeah. Wouldn't it be well, poetic? That's, that's the if, only way to go out now. Like you if have he ha- to Yeah, if he, ha- if he isn't dead yet, I feel like the poetic way to go out would be like a tree falling on him. Okay. Yeah. You got the not that I want him to die. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if and when. Yeah, I agree. Uh, back to college football. Duke lays an egg. Riley Leonard played to twenty-three nothing Louisville. Should have bet on that game, or should have put in my locks. I did bet on it. And then who did Virginia almost beat? Who did they play this week? Miami. They almost beat Miami. That's right. Overtime. Dude, Virginia's. Wait, was it what? Virginia or Virginia Tech? Who did Virginia Tech play? Mm, I don't know who Virginia It was one of the it was one of the Virginia schools. Old think- Dominion. Virginia it just must have been Virginia week. Old Dominion played James Madison close. Which James Madison also Virginia school. Virginia Tech laid it on Syracuse. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. It was Virginia Tuesday. that I knew. Tuesday. I knew both Virginias played well. I just didn't know. Couldn't remember who played Miami. Yeah. Uh, NC State confirmed. Not just a basketball school. Steve Smith. You can kiss <laughs> Dave Doran's ass if you want. Um, I, I mean, I'd, I'd pay good money for that OnlyFans account. Um, I love that. Oh, that's awesome. I also love the fact that like that was set on College Game Day. Also, Steve so, Smith might kill you. That was a <laughs> that was a noon game, or was that a three thirty game? What time was that game at? I just love that college like college football coaches are at heart just football dudes. Most of them, I can't say that for all of them. And so, like fans, if they can, they're going to sit down and watch college game day. And I love that. Yeah. I want to know what coaches like watch it and get mad. Obviously, you have Dave Dorn proved it. Like, who's like, I hate Kirk Herbstreit. He always picks the other team, or like, I hate Pat McAfee because he always picks the other team. I want to know who those coaches are. They don't hate them for any other reason other than they never pick their team. Is uh, Dabo Sweeney ever going to be on the hot seat? They're four and four. Are you saying he's going to hell? <laughs> I mean, Because I mean, they, they I don't know. Club Nick throw fifty times. He threw the ball fifty times. Yeah, they don't play well. But I definitely think he does a lot of sacrilegious things. If that's what you're hinting at. Oh yeah, he is the Joel Olstein of. Tell Raven I said bless you. I'll text her. Um, <laughs> you heard that? Yeah, it was at two o'clock. 
Yeah, it was it too. So yeah, he's just watching college college game day. Yeah. Love it. Um, Boston caught UConn. This could be a dangerous game. Is that, are they the best one in seven team in college football? <laughs> I played Boston College and I lost about seven this week. Some are saying. Also, I feel I feel really bad about putting Louisville in a box only because of that first Georgia Tech game, and they ended up being actually pretty good. Yeah, that's – wait. Say that again? Louisville played Georgia Tech the first game of the season, oh, yeah. like really close, and I, so I was like, Louisville sucks. And I've thought that for like six weeks, and they turn out to be actually a pretty good football team. Yeah. So I would like to formally apologize to Louisville for letting – but to be fair, you almost committed an unforgivable offense in losing to Georgia Tech. Yeah, the only real blowout that UConn's had is to Duke. They lost 41-7. to Tennessee, it's time to time for them to learn today. They did lose thirty-five to fourteen to Georgia State, but everything else has been a one-score game. Besides NC State, it was twenty-four fourteen. Uh oh, trap Uh-oh. game. Trap game. <laughs> Very much so. Hey, Butch Jones got a win. Four and four, two and two in the Sun Belt. Look at him. No, they're not the worst team in college football. <laughs> uh, Coastal Carolina kicked the shit out of Marshall, so that was a bad lock. Man, that used to be my favorite movie, and I hate it now. <laughs> it that is such a good movie. movie. Do what? Did it really used to be your favorite? No, not my favorite. We did, you know, we talked about some of the better football movies. I kind of forgot about We Are Marshall. That's that's a very good football movie. Yeah. All right. Anything else for college football? No. Can I can I talk about We Are Marshall real again, real quick again? Sure. There's two scenes. There's several scenes in that movie that you know tear jerkers. The two that really get me. Um, the scene when you know he goes over to the when he's at the board meeting. He goes over and the whole school's out there, like the whole town's out there. They do the We Are Marshall chant to get the football team so they don't cancel the season. Um, and then the scene where they go to, I believe it's West Virginia's practice to get film on some teams. Mm-hmm. They go to their facility. And uh, I guess it's Matthew, It's either Matthew McConaughey that sees it or the coach. I can't remember who plays that coach that wasn't on that trip because he went on a recruiting trip. So he wasn't on the plane, that coach. Uh, he sees that West Virginia put the crosses on their helmet. And he doesn't really like say anything. He just kind of sees it and like obviously recognizes it. And I was like, dang, some things are bigger than sports. <laughs> oh, yeah. To the heart. Yeah. I was like, oh, tear jerker, man. Um, all right. All right. Some uh, college base, college basketball. College basketball. Little, little exhibition with uh, Michigan State. Tennessee jumps out to a 17-1 to lead. Also, I, I we're going to talk about the box score. Just I don't know if you got to see any highlights. Obviously, obviously we've seen some highlights. Um, because some things are bigger than sports today, we took time out of our day to, to play golf with our, our dude Adam, and we loved it, wouldn't change it. Um, so we haven't gotten to watch the game in its entirety yet just as a preface to this entire segment. Yeah. 
I think the best thing about this game is that um, the exhibition games, there's no – you can't foul out. Jamal Meshack had seven fouls. I think that's great. I think we should actually start that. I don't think anybody can foul out unless there's two people that go over five fouls. Interesting. I mean, we should do that. One person just gets to take all of them. Okay. We should say also had somebody that had seven fouls. So whatever, it it, it evened out. But um, Michigan State is a in the AP poll, they're ranked fourth in the preseason poll. So um, really good team, really deep, um, really talented. And you, and you played them when they're out there. It's not March yet, so you play them when they're at their best. Yeah, and Tennessee didn't have Santiago or Zakai, two All SEC players that didn't play and and I don't know who what if any Michigan State players are out or not but um you know losing those guys and still having you know the newcomers come in and show out like that now I know we do have to be careful Tyreek he did show out last year as well in the preseason and then um for whatever reason just didn't work out for when it actually counted but uh Dalton Connect and, and Jordan Ganey dogs Preseason dogs. Preseason we'll wait for the, dogs. We'll wait for the you know postseason regular season, but I can verifiably say preseason dogs. Yeah, I mean Tennessee shot the ball well, 11, 11 for twenty one from three. I mean that's that's a huge step up. Now there was, I think, toward the end of the first half where Tennessee just couldn't throw in the ocean, didn't didn't hit a field goal in the last like ten minutes. Or maybe scored ten points in the last ten minutes, and didn't have a field goal in like four minutes and thirty some seconds. So that's not great. Would we'll, we'll definitely love Tennessee to to not have those scoring droughts like they did last year. But um, hopefully, having Santiago and, and Zakai helps that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Dalton Connect was um, eight for sixteen from the field, three for nine from three, nine of eleven. From the free throw line, 28 points. Seven rebounds, four assists. I mean, filling it up. It's probably going to be on ESPN tomorrow. Um, just behind the back and just cramming on somebody. It was nice. There has been a murder in your yeah. respect. Uh, I like that he seems to play as big as he is. Not like you, Alabama. We're not – you actually do have murderers on your team. We just <laughs> we, we, we murder people in the paint. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We um, do it on the court. We don't just wait and uh, yeah, whatever. You know the story. One of one of my favorite things is apparently uh, Olivier Kamal was there because hmm. he he's obviously living in Michigan now. He's transferred. There's people that are really mean to him about it, or not to him, I guess, but about him about it. Uh, one of the best replies, though, is is Michigan. Someone said Michigan's still scouting in person. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, um, I don't really have anything to mention on that. I mean, cool. He went to go visit his teammates. He did kind of dip. So I see both ends. I don't think you should just bash the kid. I mean, he did go support them, I guess, but. Well, there's no, there's no reason to. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, but also, everyone wanted him to leave. Why are we now mad that he left? Yeah. That's I'm just very confused. Yeah. Whatever. 
That was a, I think it was a healthy yeah. divorce. Who cares? Yeah. I think we can all be friends after. Right. That happens in some divorces. <laughs> they become friends after. Maybe that, this is that same case. Um, I th- that's kind of like, yeah, I mean, Tennessee did win this game. I think that's, that's big. They shot the ball well. That's something that they wanted to, you know, this defense is going to play. I just think you need better shooting. You went out and got it apparently with Jordan Ganey and, and Dalton Connect. And yeah, um, I would like our free throws to be better. 26 for 36, not my favorite. Um, but so is Michigan State. So whatever. Yep. I'm excited for basketball season to roll around. Not that I'm trying to get there or anything, but uh, basketball season has been fun lately. I hope, I hope this one is too. Yeah. Preseason yeah. SEC champs. They can never take that away from us. Selected. Yeah. Turnovers got to be cleaned up. Again, your two of your primary ball handlers are out. You did have 20 turnovers, I think 14 in the first half. Um, so not great, Ooh. but if you're on 17, if it's 17 to one, I guess, who cares <laughs> about a turnover? Um, we did have some questions regarding that from our guy, um, Ethan Cundiff. I'll go ahead and get to the get to that real quick. That way you can answer that. I can find it. It is a question for tonight's pod, takeaways from the basketball exhibition. And we had some football questions, but I'll let you uh, – you want to talk about the? Say that again. I'm sorry. Uh, you need to take away for the basketball game. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go back and watch it tonight. Um, I mean, other than it's good to be a good basketball team in an exp- you know, in any game, regardless of what it is. Um, I think my big takeaways are that right. So right now, or that you know, your transfers are gonna benefit. It looks like you're gonna benefit from your transfers. Sorry. Yeah, and, and I do think. It is good to go on the road and do that, you know, with some newcomers kind of leading the way for you. I think that does make me feel um, pretty good about that. And it apparently was a hostile environment from what I read. That uh, 15,000 were there. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that accounted for some of Tennessee's turnovers. But, um, yeah, good to see the newcomers, especially like guys like Jordan Ganey and Dalton Connect that came from like lower programs where – I mean, 15,000 on a game is probably – that probably never happens. So, good to see them kind of show out in that environment is kind of my biggest takeaway. Uh, I, I want to see this team more. I want to see them at full health. Um, but I do love that, hey, maybe we can shoot the basketball this year. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I, I hope we can. Truly. Truly hope so. Um, and then he asks – Thoughts on the play calling yesterday? I really liked how we're starting to call more um, RPOs and standard quarterback draws. It's opening up the pass more, in my opinion. I thought the play calling was much better this week for the entirety of the game. (laughs) I think it can still improve, but I thought it was much better. Yeah, there wasn't really any head-scratching plays for me. Maybe the Third and seven quarterback sweep wasn't yeah. something I would just do, but 
it worked. So I, I mean, they get paid a lot of money and no more football than me. So <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Yeah. I'm still going to complain. Don't care. Yeah. Prove <laughs> me wrong, please. I beg you. Yeah, I think I think it was good. Um, I, I'd like to see us take some more shot plays at times. Now, maybe you're not doing that because number one, I think teams are playing a lot of zone coverage, so they're probably not letting you. Um, right. And also, you're not getting any PI calls right now, so <laughs> it's kind of hard to, you know, w- what's that percentage kind of look like hitting those? And when you do hit them, if you're not getting a potential PI call, then it's yeah. probably hard Changes to take that chance. Yeah. Right. True. Very true. All right. Uh, most important. Yeah. What you got for me? Um, I think my first thing is uh, Michigan has pulled Jim Harbaugh's new contract offer that would have made him the highest paid Big Ten coach. Interesting. Uh-oh. Interesting. Uh-oh. He's going to the NFL. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But uh-oh. Yep. Um, you I've got – it's for a clip from College Game Day. So, the Oregon Duck was at College Game Day. He held up – I guess this was last week, I guess. He said uh, – he had a sign that said, New Girl, Season 4, Episode 20, and then he has the minute mark, three minutes and 44 seconds in. Here's the clip, Landon. This is just fantastic. Troll the Oregon Duck. Hold on. I think I saw Here it, it. is. Shotty, what that thing do? Oh. <laughs> Someone's got it. Someone's That's just, it's so good. <laughs> Shotty, what that thing do? And I love, <laughs> instead of making a sign that says that, it's better to send people, send people straight to the source. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Tennessee Titans uniforms and they're sick. Shout out Will Levis for playing a really good game. Um it is funny that Tennessee beats Kentucky and then a former Kentucky quarterback makes Tennessee a good football team out of nowhere. Yeah. Um oh, yeah, yeah th- those Oilers jerseys are I mean, you can't make them your permanent uniform, but you should. They're great. You should make them your permanent. Yeah, instead of just the Oilers logo, can we just use that color scheme? Right. I feel like that's what you should do. Yeah. A thousand percent. Um, that's all I got for most important. Do you have any more? Um, no, I don't. Okay. Shout out to uh, everybody that came to the Halloween party last night. Yeah, it was fun. It's a good time. Um, whatever that game we played, that's chandelier. What, what, I don't think it's called chandelier. Oh, I, I think it's fire. called Ring of Fire pretty often, but it, we didn't really play it like the Ring of Fire. But the gameplay was Ring of Fiery. Huh. I don't know what you call it, but it's it's one of my favorite. Uh, I don't know the the thing I like beer pong, but the thing that sucks about it is you can only play with four people at a time. This game you could play with however many you want. Everybody can everybody everybody plays. Everybody plays. Um, yeah, it was a ton of fun. Um, I've got a fail of the week. Okay. It's Clay Travis. Mm-hmm. Um he tweeted, 
I'll put a million dollars on the line. Your W your WNBA championship team against the 2024 high school boys state champion team of my choice. You guys win. You get a million bucks of my money. My team wins. You all pay me a million and I give it to the, I give it all to the boys high school team. You in? Tweeted that at Chelsea Gray. Listen, Clay, I don't think you're wrong. You get to pick the best boys basketball team in the state or in the country. You, you know, probably gonna be a good game. They probably win. What do you win by tweeting that? You just look like a jackass. Yeah. That's it. And, and like he tweeted it because someone called him a dumbass, but he previously had an entire segment on a show about it. So what do you win by saying that? I don't, I just don't get it. And then people are arguing about it. I don't get it. Who, who cares? Number one. It's just the, the dumbest argument, the dumbest thing to have. I don't know why you have it. Don't know why you say it. And then he's like, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. No one cares. I mean, obviously there's some dumb people who care, but those people are dumb. Why do you care about their opinion? Yeah. And, and those teams are never going to play. So ever you know, like, <laughs> and then he's like, I'll put up a million dollars. I'll put up a million dollars. They don't care. They're not going to do it. They don't care. Shut up. Yeah. So annoying. He does. He tweets the dumb stuff. Yeah, I mean, most of us just get a reaction on everybody, right? But for sure. So, um, any more most importance or fail? Sorry. No, that's it. Um, I have. Where was that? Oh, did you see the Shiloh Sanders targeting call? Oh, so bad. And I mean, I guess he might have launched, but like, what do you really want him to do there? Yeah. I, I just mean, like that's that's the stuff that makes the sport no fun. And then, like, fine. If you miss the call and say it was target and say it was targeting a personal foul 15 yards, but you can't disqualify a kid for that. Right. I mean, a- after the play, I mean, they threw a flag, and he was like, "Nuh-uh, nuh-uh," <laughs> and he pointed out his shoulder. He knew exactly where he where he hit him. Like he, yeah. I, I don't know if that's in the back of his mind, but he knew he made the right play the right way, and the officials threw him out of the game for it. Right. So yeah, that's just horrible, horrible, horrible. Um. I'm going to save that for stupidity thing. Um, I, I did see this where I, I went boys down bad podcast. I don't know who they are, um, <laughs> but they're like a betting podcast. And I'm like, oh, cool. Um, I, I want to see what their college football locks are. Well, they had three college football locks. They had Utah plus seven, Kentucky plus three and a half, and Colorado UCLA over 63 and a half. None of those no. The boys are down. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, dang! Hey, self awareness, would it be aware? Yeah, I mean, you're right. Joey Boots is last <laughs> right now, but he would be the best better. I mean, let me let me tell you right now, the boys would be wearing a full full. They would be going full kit wanker oh, to the home yeah, opener. They would. <laughs> 
Hey, credit to them for not stealing locks. They go yeah. out and get their own, win or lose. They go out and get their own. Appreciate it. Yeah, I thought that was going to end with just like an exact replica of our locks or something. So that, that's better, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate them coming out. Um, that's all I got. That's it for me, man. I'm tired. It's been a long weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more sucks because then the week starts. But <laughs> yeah, here we are. Um, guys, go check out uh, roadback.com. Um, great apparel. Promo code more important issues off your first 20% off your first purchase. And uh, great polos, hoodies, Q zips, um, t shirts, shorts, joggers. Uh, they got some women's wear as well. Just great stuff over there. Great quality. So go check them out again. Uh, use promo code more important issues. We'll get you 20% off that first purchase. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Guys, thank y'all for listening. Go Vols. Go Vols, baby. Go Vols. Go Vols. And we're bringing the boat in and we out.